Okay, everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Brown Eyed Unicorn. I'm your host, Hannah Brown, and today's guest is a friend, a neighbor, an actor, a hilarious human, my free therapist, J.D. Barton. Yay, hold for applause, hold for applause. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for being here. I know it was kind of far. You came one apartment down the hall. I know. Um, it literally, I came in pajamas. From your my paja- apartment. Your pajamas are a Balenciaga sweatshirt. I just feel like the listeners need to know that. The listeners don't need to know my life. Yeah, they do. Yeah, all right. You're a private person, which I love. <laughs> I'm not, so it's refreshing for me to interact with someone like you. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, some of my privates are more private than other privates, but... Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. We should tell the listeners how we became friends. I mean... <laughs> I moved in next door, mm-hmm. and then it was sort of kismet in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, I mean, we met, we said hello. I feel like one of the first times we actually engaged, I was walking past your apartment. On my birthday. On your birthday. Mm-hmm. I was walking past your apartment, and we sort of have this like outdoor walkway that goes by everyone's like living rooms and kitchens. Like a motel. Like a motel. It yeah. really is like a motel. Yeah. It's an outdoor hallway, and... Uh, so everyone's windows are right into the, the little walkway. And <laughs> I see a brown-eyed unicorn just ah! sprawled out on the floor yeah. on her back, just kind of laying there mm-hmm. in the dark. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that wasn't my birthday. That was a different time. Oh, okay. That wasn't your birthday. No, my birthday. Oh, your birthday. You were outside and I was like, Right, Hi! right, 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 right. And you turn around and you're like, um, and then the, and I came out and was like, oh my God, nice to meet you. You're right. And this was the second time. The though. second time. Yeah, yeah. So the second time though. And I was like, hi, um, how you doing? And you were like, I'm okay. Just like you know, having a day. I was like, do you want to pet a dog? <laughs> you were like, yeah. And so you came out and pet my dog. You knocked on the door and you were like, this is my dog. And I was like, she looks like a deer. And you're like, that is so funny because her name, Elefina, mm-hmm. means deer in yeah. Greek. In Greek. And I love that. That's my dog. You're right. The first time we met, I totally forgot about that. The first time we met, it was someone just sort of like. Screaming at you. Yeah. It was a, it was a beck and call kind of. And you turn around like, mm. you get in the like oh. yeah, and you had like a troop of people in here, and you were like, take shots, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, no, I think I had just come off of rehearsal for the cruise or for the crucible for um, cabaret, and so oh. I was tired and super sad and overwhelmed because I bit off way more than I could chew with Aww. that show. Well, I was understudying, and so I didn't get a lot of rehearsal before I went on. Well, it's nice to know that one of us is acting in this town. <laughs> spoiler alert, it's not me. I mean, spoiler alert, I've made a total of $400. <laughs> um, I showed one of my friends the Chris What's Haunting You Instagram today, and she <laughs> loved it. Yeah, y'all need to get on at Chris What's Haunting You on Instagram. It's um, a friend of a friend created this account where it's literally just clips of people singing I don't even know the full name of this song, you would but know this it than Chris, I would. what's haunting you? Uh, line from the same like phrase from Miss Saigon, and it's one of the funnier things I've ever seen. We should go see Miss Saigon when it comes. We should to the Pantages in in January, or February. But you know, at that part, we're just gonna die laughing, and everyone is gonna be like, "What is wrong with these Truly. people?" It'll be so fun. It'll be so fun. So fun. So today's theme of the episode is obsessions. Obsessions. We're going to talk about obsessions here. Yeah. Do you think people thought I was Australian for that like 10 seconds? You know what would be really cute though? What? Is if you secretly were one of those Australians who moves to the US and then drops their accent so that they can get work. Like um, 
Like, I mean, Charlize Theron did it with her South African accent. Mm-hmm. Portia de Rossi. Where's she from? Australia. Get the fuck out. No, you get the fuck out, Portia de Rossi, because you don't sound like an Australian anymore, and it is so uncomfortable for me. That makes me sad, actually. Charlize Theron does not sound South African. You know, she used to come spin where I spun. At Crunch? No. Oh, she loved spinning at Crunch. Oh, at Flywheel? I'm not going to reveal where Charlize spins. Because, you know, you just never know what crazies are listening, and I don't want her to think that I threatened her safety. Okay, I will reveal that I know for a fact that she has spun, spinned at Crunch a lot. A lot, That is wild. A lot of celebrities go to Crunch. She probably, uh, yeah. Do you know how many times I've run into Jeff Goldblum in the locker room? Are you fucking serious? The Crunch in, in West Hollywood? Yes. I go there. If I saw Jeff Goldblum working out, I would not respect his space. I mean, he's pretty cool. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I've seen a lot of celebs there. Oh, my. Sam Rockwell works out there. <gasps> what? Yeah. I mean, is this hu- bad? Should I not be no, revealing? No, I have a huge crush on him. I wasn't excited about my gym. I thought everyone relevant went to Equinox. No, everyone who thinks they're relevant goes to Equinox. Oh, my God. So, like, That's I'm a star by proxy because um, I go to Crunch. What's his name? Um, from the one of the Avengers works out at Crunch. And I see him there all the time. Well, I saw him there all the time. Fuck off. I moved out of West Hollywood, so. You know what's fucked up? A lot of Sorry. things. I know. So many things. Um, this is, So this is just going to become about the obsessions with the celebrities I have who work out at Crunch. Please. That's I'm happy thing. to talk about celebrity obsession. No. So, th- well, that'll be part of this episode. So there was this guy, like two years ago, I was visiting LA. I had one night. The one night of my life where I did coke. And... <laughs> <laughs> then I ended up crashing at like my older man friend's house. Uh-huh. Um, and this, he, this sounded like an LA story. Yeah, it, it was one of those things like when I didn't live here, I'd be like, well, I have an excuse, like when in LA, and I would just get crazy and okay. I would get a lisp. Yeah. Um, well, cocaine does that because it numbs your faith. <laughs> it numbs your freaking faith. I did coke with strangers at the Beverly Hills Hotel. It's the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life, but no one died, so. It was fine. I mean, you should have if you were going to really embrace the cliche. Totally. Chateau Marmont. I mean, like, to be fair. I know, but... I'm not telling you did it wrong, but I'm telling you you didn't do it right. right. So I go to my older man friend's house at the time, and he was like, you're so fucked up. I'm not engaging with you. You can go to sleep. And he literally just, like, tucked me in and was like, okay, bye. And the next morning, I had, like, a pounding headache. I was like, I gotta get out of here. So I, like, ordered an Uber, and on my Uber home... I start like flirting with my driver and I think I'm like still fucked up at this point and in the mirror like he looked kind of cute and so he drops me off and we like exchange numbers I know what a strumpet I mean I've heard worse yeah so he, he did drop you off at your off at your apartment well though, it was right? no well it was at my friend's apartment that oh, I was that's staying better. at so like because I didn't live here yet right right, right 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 um so the next time I was in town we went to lunch and once I see him I'm like oh good gravy you're not cute at all it was just in the mirror and your voice was cute Right. And we're at lunch and he goes, yeah, you're like super opinionated. I don't know how that's going to work out for you out here. And I was like, I think it's going to work out just fine. I was like, well, how would you categorize someone like Jennifer Lawrence then or Anna Kendrick or Ellen DeGeneres or really any woman that's ever been successful ever? Oprah Winfrey, you're telling me that none of these women are or that all these women are unopinionated? Like none of them are like, fuck off. So we never spoke again. I'm working out the That's other day. That's also just a really boring opinion. Like, yeah. I mean, it's an antiquated as, as bullshit opinion. as it is, it's also just like, ugh. Right. Like, like women should just be seen and not heard. Yeah. Right. So I'm doing my stretch the other day. I'm about to take my 
masturbatory mirror selfie that I take every time I finish a workout because like that's my reward to myself. Well, otherwise, how do you know you worked out? Exactly. And how do people know? Right. And people need to know. People need to know. The fans care. No, they don't. Um, So I go to take, or I'm stretching, and this fucking prick sits down right next to me. He goes to Crunch 2 along with Jeff Goldblum and Sam Rockwell and The Avenger and me. He goes there too and sits down next to me and we make weird eye contact in the mirror and I finish my stretch with my back to him. Don't acknowledge him and get up and leave. But I was like, God damn it. What are the odds? Here's the thing. At Crunch, the odds are pretty good, at least in my experience, considering that Crunch is basically a gay gym in West Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I am a gay Angelino. So whenever I go to Crunch, whenever I go to Crunch, I run into like four people that I'm like, never thought I'd see that person again. That sucks. You're from here, right? No, I'm from Michigan. Oh my God. Yeah. You're so cool. What? You just, you're just like, you have this chill vibe. Like, I wouldn't know that you weren't from here. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have like well, that over eager Midwestern vibe that I have. For now. <laughs> like, well, stay tuned. I've been here almost 10 years. I love that. Well, do you remember your first romantic obsession? Yeah. Who was the lucky lady or man? Um... I mean, like, I had crushes on... Oh, if you haven't been able to tell by the tone of my voice, I am a raging homosexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had, like, a I had like a friend crush on this girl uh, in, like, eighth grade that I was, like, convinced that was, like, a love yeah. crush. Um, but really, I just wanted to be, like, best friends with her. Yeah. Um, and we're still good friends, actually. Um, so it worked out. That's cute. Uh, but my first, like, real powerful crush was my first boyfriend. Yeah. <gasps> How old were you? Um, 17. Oh. And Emotions I, run I high think, when you're 17. Oh, they run the highest. Yes. Like within like two weeks of meeting each other, we were like, I love you. Like I'm I'm in love. Uh, everything about you is perfect. And I remember for the first time hearing, um, to age myself a little bit, there was this terrible Daniel Bedingfield song mm-hmm. um, that, uh, do I have the rights to like sing a song on here? Oh, a thousand percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there was this terrible Daniel Bedingfield song called um, like the one or not the one or something. And it was like, mm. I don't want to run away, but I can't take it. Yes. I don't understand. Yes. But yes. if I'm not made for you, then why does my heart tell me that I am? And I remember being like uh. a gay 17 year old in Michigan in uh. 2003 and being like, if I'm not made to love you, then why does my heart tell me that I am? Oh my God, and being yes. like, hearing love songs and just being like, yeah, yeah. They're talking to me. They're talking. This is actually about me, which I've never felt again or since. Like, just no. Like, the 17-year-old just narcissism of like, oh yeah, this is, this is it. Like, I found angst. my soulmate. Um, it lasted for... Two months, by the way. A magical two um, months. He cheated on me with a flautist named Dan. A flautist. <gasps> Fuck you, Dan. Yeah, because he went to a fine arts boarding school. Oh. Uh-huh. He was one of those. Uh-huh. And I'm honestly, like, in hindsight, I remember being devastated. Of course. But I also remember being, like, fucking thrilled in that, like, I was so titillated by the fact that I was getting to live the drums yes. that all my straight friends had lived for, like, a million years. Totally. And so it was so great for me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Our neighbors just walked by. Yeah, I think um, they may have just had some... That, was our, that wasn't our neighbors. Oh, they had people over. I think they just had some Ooh. gentlemen's 
over. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Cool. Actually, I bet I bet they texted me, and that is why they had some. It's nice that you guys have a roomy thread, and you know I'm not on it. It's not a roomy thread. It was the gay neighbor. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna check and see. He sent me a, a, a message earlier, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then I just saw two men leave his apartment, and so he probably thought that I saw two men enter his apartment, which means that two men just entered him. Oh, I love that. How fun. And his boyfriend. Cool. Yeah. God, what a fun couple. Um, a fupple, if you will. Okay, so you were excited that you had this breakup so you could like have something to talk about with your straight friends. Completely. And it was just like, I feel like as a gay teenager, like you miss out on that, like you miss out on a lot of the like obsession. Yes. Because you either have to conceal it or there's yes. no one to to um, actually reinforce it enough to help like intensify totally. that obsession and so for me it was so cool to finally be like I remember he was my first kiss he was my first all things mm-hmm. and uh, I remember like afterward being like oh so that's what this is about kind of thing yeah um and I was I was like I became friends with like his roommate I became friends like it was so and his I lived three hours away from this boarding school and we were oh like but I, it was still in Michigan. It was at Interlochen. Sheep. Um yeah, yeah. And so um I would Betty who went there. Did she? I think that so. That makes a lot of sense actually. Because yeah. I know a lot of people that know her. Um I don't know her. Her real name's Jessica. I mean everyone's real name is Jessica. My real name is Jessica. Your name is Jessica D. Barton. Jessica D. Barton. <laughs> that's what the that's what the J stands for. Yeah. <laughs> um sorry, finish your tale. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I became like friends with his roommate. Like I just sort of, I started like AIM chatting with like a bunch of his friends. Like I was like fully engrossed and like enmeshed, (laughs) completely enmeshed. Um, but not just with him, but like with his life, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It was like a full investment kind of thing. And my best friend from church camp throwback went there. (laughs) Um, Margot Rude, who is a super talented soprano and runs around singing all over the world. She she runs around singing Miss Saigon. Chris, what's what's haunting you? Yeah, <laughs> fully. Um, love that. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about the breakup, but I I have said this before and I'll say it again. I would always rather be dumped than dump someone. I'm intentionally silent right now. Because here's why: when you get dumped, you can kind of like like emotionally masturbate and be like I need to order a pizza and like drink and like I need all my friends around me because like I just got hurt and so it's like an excuse to just sort of like get you know get crazy mm-hmm. but when you dump someone you're kind of like that was I hurt someone that's a bad feeling yes is this is the shrink part of you like I'm a little no no worried. no 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 no. I'm actually just I'm totally personalizing this yeah which is not a very shrinky thing to do sure um, and I'm thinking about myself. Yeah. Love. Also not very shrinky. Well, you're um, not a shrink right now. You're a podcast guest. Truly. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking, I'm, I've actually never been in a relationship where I was properly dumped. What, did they just like ghost you or cheat or something that like made it an easier break? No, I'm just always the one who breaks up with people. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It, like, I think it's an interesting point that you make, to be fair. Like, I, I, I'm often feeling terrible for breaking up with people. Although, I will say, of my longest relationship, um, it was sort of a mutual thing. I actually broke up with me for him. Mm-hmm. It was a long story. Um, Shit. And uh, if he's listening to this, um, bye. <laughs> Bye, wig. 
Um, do you remember your first like celebrity crush? Yeah. Who was that? Um, so I grew up in the 90s mm-hmm. and we had these um, syndicated 70s TV shows that would mm-hmm. play all the time in the summers. And one of them was a show called Remington Steel. Mm-hmm. It was this private investigator show play and the lead Remington Steel. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Remington. So hot. That's a hot name. The lead was played by a young Pierce Brosnan. <gasps> and so I remember being like five, six years old and seeing him and wanting to be him, but also wanting to be his assistant, Laura Holt. Oh. And just wanting to kiss him and totally and love him. And I was really into Remington Steel. Like he could get it. I want to look that show up now. But it, that is so interesting how like when you're little, like I remember I had a babysitter that I was obsessed with. I thought she was so cool mm-hmm. and so pretty. And she had like the frosty pink lipstick and like the crunchy 90s hair that was like box dyed Sprunch red. spray. Yes. She was so cool. She wore like tube tops and like had like cool long nails. I just thought she was like the coolest girl. And like a boyfriend with like a teal like Ken doll type car, like a sport car. Like a like a Z28. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, oh my God, she is so cool. But as a kid, T-tops. I remember being nervous. Like, do I want to be her or am I in love with her? Am I a full-blown les? Yeah. And you know, like time passed and like I haven't swam in the Lady of Pond yet. I'm not opposed to it. Yet. There's a time and a place for everything and every exploration. But it's so interesting when you're a little, you're like, I can't identify what it is about this person that I'm obsessed with, but I know I'm obsessed with this person. Right. What a wild time. Um, My first romantic obsession, um, celebrity or otherwise, was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who I compare you to a lot. For sure. Well, he was also a big, like, I thought I wanted him to be my idol. Yes. But actually, I think I wanted him to be my boyfriend, or I wanted to be him. It's really hard to tell. You look kind of like him. And I had such a bowl cut as a kid. Yes. I just, like, his voice was sexy. This is pure conjecture. He's gay. He's gay. He's very... I very I don't want to be like very much gay, but I, I he's out. I saw him once at a bar, not a gay bar, what but bar? at Hyperion Public years and years I ago. I love that bar. Uh, he was there for like trivia night alone, and I was literally like. <laughs> do you think he lives here? Yeah, I think so. I wonder if I could get him to do the pod. I mean, I don't think he does anything. Well, like appearance wise, there's a time and a place. I mean, Brown Eyed Unicorn is probably going to be this his. This is going to be the comeback for him. Yeah. Entree. He should into... only be so lucky that I'm giving him this opportunity. <laughs> Truthfully. Yeah. But I just remember thinking his voice was hot. I thought his face was hot. He's, he's Simba. Yeah. Simba's hot at every age, except for when he's on the log and he has the tuft of hair in the front. Every other age, he's hot. John Cusack? No. <laughs> Doesn't, isn't John Cusack adult Simba? No, it's, um, it's Matthew Broderick sexy right like ferris bueller adjacent i went with say anything instead of ferris bueller they live in the same box in my head sometimes a thousand percent um but you know isn't matthew broderick also secretly gay i don't know (gasps) i mean y'all you didn't hear it from me in the sense that i literally don't know yeah you're like this is how rumors start but i don't know i I mean he and sarah jessica seem to have a nice companion relationship things are working there whatever it is things are working but I definitely, I remember like referring to Jonathan Taylor Thomas on a first name basis and being like, mom, my boyfriend, Jonathan. Like speaking of being swept up in the drums, like I was like literally a three-year-old. Well, he was like, like full Tiger Beat. Like, like you weren't the only one. Jonathan. John, I remember watching Tom and Huck and Rachel Lee Cook played his young love interest in that. She did. And there's that scene where she's like walking on a log like with a parasol and he's like on the ground like following along with her and like looking up at her and having this like cute little like 
innocent conversation. And then she turns to him and she says, am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? <laughs> am I a stupid fucking bet? And then Matthew Lillard comes in and he's like, give it to me, baby. Give it to me. You know. Brock is from the real world. <laughs> and then when he's like, you're getting like me all spitty. So like, stop. Watch. <laughs> yeah, and, this, and then it becomes an obsession with She's All That. That's what You didn't really think about. you were popular and everyone liked you and all of a sudden you were cool. Oh my God, you did. That's so, so sweet. sweet. Oh, she even did the head cock, you guys. Oh my God. The so full. So sweet. What was her last name? Taylor. Taylor Vaughn. Taylor Vaughn. Have a latte vote for Taylor. Did I tell you about the time I waited on Matthew Lillard and I told him that, like, I asked him if he felt bad that he broke up Zach and Taylor's relationship? No. And he was like, is that a She's All That reference? And I was like, they were the coolest couple in high school and you ruined it. And I, like, pointed at him and he was like, his friend was, like, dying laughing. I mean, also Usher shows up as the token black guy. Yeah. And he does their school announcements. Our school announcements were never that cool. No. It was like, guys, don't forget to turn in your permission slips yeah. for the eighth grade ski trip they're due today. In middle school, we had um, Miss Miss Doreen. I th- like our principal had a weird Miss Doreen, something like that. Mm-hmm. Our, our she was hardcore lesbian, dating the athletics or the um, uh, athletics director. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. Um, but. Uh, she used to do the morning announcements and she would share like a story every day. Mm-hmm. Speaking of obsessions, she was like obsessed with these like bits of wisdom that she would give in the morning announcements every day. And then she would finish it with make it a great day or not. The, the choice, choice is, is yours. yours. Mr. Zavagno did that in my elementary school. What? Oh my God. I wonder if they were friends. Maybe. Or is this just like a teacher thing? It's like the Illuminati of like principals. Yeah. Middle school lesbian principal <laughs> in rural Michigan. That's not a job I want. <laughs> right? That sounds tough. Yeah. Um, she was a soft butch, too. Oh, really? Not like a full butch? No, she was like earrings. Okay. You know, like studs, but like short perm. Cute. Yeah. I love her. Mm-hmm. She sounds fun. What about when you were older? Um, did you have any other like obsessions, like human-wise or celebrity-wise? So I do have a few like celebs that I like so much in what they do that I forget that I don't know them as people. Totally. Um, a big one for me has always been Kristen Bell. Uh-huh. Um, I was super into Veronica Mars. You would. I really would. <laughs> like I fully would. I would. And I did. I, I have. <laughs> and I will continue to do so. Um yeah, I really, really, and so every once in a while, Kristen Bell will pop up and do something, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, Kristen, I should text her." And then I'm like, <laughs> "No, you don't know her. You don't know her." Um, and so like things like that really like sink into my body. Yeah. In a way, I also like with television shows, I tend to like really. I mean, you know, I quote movies and TV shows like incessantly, and part of it's because like when I watch certain things, I become so engrossed in Same. what's going on yes. that like I'm in that world like it becomes a part of your human experience fully yeah Shit's creek right now i'm completely obsessed with i need to get into that especially because like one of my really good friends brody told me that i am like the sister in that show that is the greatest compliment that's what i've been told first of all she is a 10 mm-hmm. like a 10 hot and funny hot with perfect comedic timing literally like i saw her um her name is annie uh, her first name's Annie, um, and she plays Alexis Rose on this show, and her timing is so good, and she's like, gotta be 5'9", she could be on a runway yeah. at any moment. 
and always is like dressed to the nines, um, even though she's a 10. Uh, And she is so perfect and so beautiful that I'm literally like, where the hell did they find this? She was made in a beaker. Deity. Yeah. She's perfection. Oh, great. I have to watch it. It's literally the greatest comment. Um, What other like people are you obsessed with? Um, it like, do you ever find yourself being like hate obsessed with people? A thousand percent. Because that for me is like more powerful. Oh yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. That was a really plosive piece. Sorry, everyone out there. Powerful. Um, but uh, yeah, I I really, really, I'm afraid to actually say this one. I'm really, um, like negatively obsessed with everything Mariah Carey does. Oh, okay. I I think she is just so ridiculously narcissistic yeah um but also in a way that like i get that she was like a good singer in the 90s but honestly like i'm so vehemently opposed to everything she does that like i can't even say her name without rolling my eyes like i find it so annoying it is really interesting how yeah a negative obsession mm-hmm. it's it's like that part in mean girls where she's like i was so obsessed with hating regina that i just found other people who hated like i just want to talk about hating her all the time yes i find that i do that with like the entire cast of vanderpump rules i go through periods where i'm obsessed with them and mm-hmm. i want to be their best friends and then i'm like shame on all of you yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. but i go back i'm truly psychotic with those people i bring them up every single episode at least once my, of this podcast my love hate like yeah. love and hate at the same time is mostly love to be fair but also she's the most absurd human, so I can't fully love her, is uh, Tyra Banks, which because Same. we've said her name on this, she's probably listening. Oh, totally. Um, like she has like a Google she's alert. She's so self-obsessed, but also like I'm completely here for it. Same. I've seen every single episode of America's Next Top Model. Every single? That is a commitment. I mean, it's been 15 years. I didn't make it past cycle like six. I think after Jocelyn won, I was like, this is too good to be true. I can't keep going. She won cycle nine. Okay. So great. So I made it to cycle nine. Yeah. She's amazing. Eva Pigford's my all-time favorite winner. I mean, you've only seen six cycles. So like, okay. All-time favorite contestant, 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 contestant out of my experience is Jade. Uh, I saw Jade at Whole Foods once. Fuck off. Wearing the one in Pasadena? sunglasses indoors. The one in Pasadena. No, West Hollywood. Bitch. <laughs> That's where you see all the celebs. The one okay. in West Hollywood. I'm just I've seen Amanda out. Seyfried there. Jared Leto. Busy My Phillips. friend saw Elizabeth Olsen at that one. I saw Elizabeth Olsen at Little Dom's once, eating with her parents. Oh my god! Speaking of celebrities, I'm obsessed with the Olsen twins. Oh, obsessed. Fully obsessed. I mean, I'm literally wearing like an oversized Balenciaga sweatshirt right now just to be an Olsen twin. You are Mary Kate. Thank you. I think Mary Kate, and I'm not the first one to say this. I heard it somewhere else, so I have to give credit where credit is due. But I truly think she got surgery done to make herself look like older and more weathered, and it looks chic and amazing. So when she, she like got married, dying. she married this like old dude. Very old and um, very tall. Very tall. And when she married him uh, at her wedding, it was like this low key private event in New York and in the table, in the middle bowls of the of table. Bowls of cigarettes. <laughs> they had bowls of cigarettes. Yeah. Which I'm like completely obsessed with, completely disgusted by, but also just like, oh my God, you are a goblin wrapped in a bed sheet. And like, oh I have no other like notes. Well, um, podcast you know icon Danny Pellegrino once interviewed Elizabeth Olsen for his podcast and he asked that question like were there really cigarettes at the table which I love him for asking that and she, she was like I'm literally not gonna say anything about my sisters so and he was like oh my god yeah no of course of course you don't have to answer and like but literally us as the fans of 
both her and Mary Kate and Ashley and Danny, we were all like, yes. And we just loved that he asked. Oh, you know? fully. I like that you're speaking for all of, all of us. All of us. All, we're, I speak for the trees. I'm the Lorax of the Olsen twins. I feel like I will fight you <laughs> tooth and nail. I have, uh, I was once gifted Olsen twin Barbie dolls as an adult man. They were hideous. Do you have Barbie your dolls. copy of interview? No, what's interview? Oh, their coffee table book. It's in my apartment. Oh my you God, should can read I look it. at it yeah, actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's we'll in my look apartment it under this. my TV. Um, it's unbelievable. I, oh my God. Is that their like giant coffee table book of just like fashion photo after fashion photo? And, no, it's a series of interviews of people that have inspired them. <gasps> and they just like, because they're the Olsen twins, they have access to literally everyone. So it's like Karl Lagerfeld. It's like, oh, a very controversial um, Terry Richardson. And like, you know what sucks? That Terry, Terry Richardson, Richardson, yeah, that he's a terrible person, and I have the Terry Richardson Lady Gaga book because I love those fucking photos, right? But now it's like almost it's like tainted because he's terrible, yeah. But like those fucking photos, I love them. Yeah, it's like Woody Allen. Like objectively, I like his movies. I can't like him anymore. Yeah, it's too <laughs> much. A friend of mine actually used to be uh, friends with uh, Mary Kate, <gasps> and um, like for a full summer, stayed in her apartment. Cheek. And she gifted him like a single sample uh, cashmere um, cashmere overcoat from the row that they only made one of. And she was like, we're not actually going to bring this to like production, but if you'd like it. And he's like, it's the nicest thing I've ever owned. I'm gonna and I'm not going like, to name him or call me. him out just in case anyone does actually listen to this. I don't want to like make it seem like he's talking about things. But um, I live. And he's got a million celeb stories. Um, like list and his like fucking his fucking like one-offs from these moments of like oh yeah well I didn't have an apartment and she was out of town so I just stayed in her apartment for the summer I'm just like gagged fully gagged my wig is snatched off I don't think if I were a celebrity I would trust myself with any of their personal stuff because I'm so pop culture obsessed like I can't play it cool because I respect the craft of pop culture so much right um but that being said, holy fuck, how do I get that life? That's incredible. Like, a, a sensible row jacket just gifted to you by MK. I, I would die happy at that moment. Fully passed out. Nosebleed. Yeah. Done. Bye. Yeah. Um. Okay. A couple obsessions of mine that I just want to pay oh, yeah, please. A, a homage to. Is it homage or homage? I think it's homage, but I'd really prefer for you to pronounce it homage. Homage. Versace. Um, well, so I went through like a period, I've always had like an obsessive personality. Like if I like, like right now I'm obsessed with spaghetti and meatballs, like the food, like I just want to eat it all the time. I love that. Yeah. Or like, I get that way. or I get like obsessed with like a drink or like a piece of clothing or, mm. but like in junior high and high school when I was like chubby and obsessed with movies and no one else shared those things with me except for my friend Caroline. Um, my by that I mean my obsession with movies she was mm-hmm. the only person who understood me but mm-hmm. when I became like obsessed with an actor I would learn trivia about them yeah. and I would rent I had a blockbuster movie pass and I would go I would like ride my bike every Friday to the blockbuster or borrow my mom's car yeah. if she was feeling generous and I would like rent their entire filmography and mm-hmm. like and if there was like a movie store like closing like you bet your ass I would go in and buy every single movie of that person so right. the three people that I really remember having obsessions with were Robert Downey Jr. Oh my god. Like a vintage Robert Downey Jr. pre-rehab? Um pre-jail. Pre-jail pre-rehab like in the early 90s he did so many good rom-coms like Only You, Heart and Souls. Was he Can't Buy Me Love? He wasn't. That was Patrick Dempsey, but I yeah, love yeah. that movie. It would have been better if Robert Downey Jr. Most was in that movie. Most things would be better with him. Yeah. 
Um, and and then also that was when Iron Man was coming out. So it was like I got to enjoy vintage RDJ and then come back RDJ. And it was One amazing. One of my favorite RDJ facts is um, into the Iron Man franchise, he was the most profitable actor in Hollywood, mm-hmm. meaning the number of dollars they paid him per number of dollars return in the box office was higher than any other actor. That's insane. In the US. Like male, female, like numbers wise, which actually usually it's women because yeah. women are paid so little. Right. But he was so, he's so charming and right. his movies did so well. Yeah. That, um, and I would assume his quote is still like rivals anyone, but. Um, Ugh. He was so perfectly cast as Tony. Yeah, I mean, he's still doing it. Yeah. He's got one more. Oh, God, he's a hot piece I mean, of well, ass. Did he evaporate? Who? Iron Man at the end of that movie. I, You know, I haven't been keeping up with them because once I, the Iron Man franchise like became like the Avengers franchise, I was like, I don't have time for all these superheroes. I want to see the one that I like. Oh, no, I mean, literally in the last Avengers movie, 50% of the characters turned to dust. Oh, oh really? spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's been out for a year, so like, calm down. You had time. You had time. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, so, uh, I'm sure he'll come back. He'll come back. Everybody's going to come back. They're going to back up time and save the world again. But this was supposed to be the last Avengers movie. And then it got to the end and everyone was like, <laughs> just kidding. I love that. Mm-hmm. Marvel's always keeping us on our toes. Then I also had an obsession. The first one actually was River Phoenix. Wow. Talk about Stand an obsession. By me. Stand By Me was my sexual awakening. Young, young Indiana Jones. Oh my God. Stand By Me is to this day that movie kept me in my house for like three months in junior high because I had no friends. And I remember being like, if I watch this movie, then I can understand what real friendship is. And I know that sounds insane. No, I, it doesn't sound insane. Although I feel like you were supposed to like now and then more. I was. And I did until I saw Stand By Me. And I was like, oh, this is the OG now and then. It's a deeper... It's it's a deeper cut that yes. movie in the yes. sense that it's um, it's it, not a happy ending. It's not a happy ending. I mean, honestly, now and then I guess it's a it's sort of happy ending. Um, but I mean, they're both they both go deeper than most like movies for twelve year olds. Yes, but um, yeah, Stephen King man, he knows oh how to write God. a story and. I just, I think part of it too is, and now and then, like, I loved Devin Sawa. I had the biggest crush on him. And I remember, like, like rewinding and then pausing so I could see his naked ass when they steal the Wormers' clothes. And now and then. We, we, we owe you Wormers. Wormy, we owe you Wormy Wormers. And, and we, we always, always pay, pay our, our debts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we're really afraid of a bunch of girls. Um, speaking of obsessions, obsessed with Roberta. That was the day Roberta stopped taping her boobs. Yeah, which I did in eighth grade. Um, you taped your boobs? Yeah. That is shocking to me, actually. Well, because now I embrace them. I realized I had no choices. It's taping them as uncomfortable. And, it is. Um, but yeah, I remember like seeing Chris Chambers in Stand By Me with his tight little white tee and his like dirty sneakers, his dirty Converse, and he was just like a bad boy with a heart of gold. And thus began my idea that I could date bad men and they would actually be good people. And I've since stopped doing that because my boyfriend's a very sweet man. And then die tragically in a bank? Well, no, that was the, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, like, you you didn't think of the outcome. No, that's true. It wouldn't have ended well for me either way. No, no. And then also Heath Ledger was an obsession, too. Speaking of the Olsen twins. Too dark? No. You know, I mean, like, if I could just be a fly on the wall for when Heath and Mary-Kate partied together, what did they talk about? Did they talk? Or did they just sit there and, like, enjoy the silence and just brood yeah I love that I don't know who knows yeah <laughs> just take I a always have this like fantasy about doing a sketch with um Heath Ledger's 
like where I play Heath Ledger's imaginary brother, Keith Ledger. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the joke. Like I just like his name is Keith Ledger. Heath and Keith. Heath and Keith. Do you ever get worried? Like, is that in poor taste? Because Heath passed away. Is that why you haven't done it? Uh, I don't think that um, doing a bit about name his name is. It's not so much about Heath. It's about Keith. It's about Keith, and it's it's. Um, I think the jokes wouldn't be too much about like. So your brother's dead. The jokes would be more like. Um, like what you know, you're an actor as well, and he's like, yeah. So I started in a film called Eleven Things I Hate About You, but it didn't seem to get much attention. You it know was what I mean? Indie. Like those kinds of things. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, love that. I did the porn version, Bareback Mountain, like those kinds of things. I love. Um, really, it's, it's a honoring, workshop audience. Like, it's we're honoring there. Heath more than anything else. Yeah, it wouldn't be about like his tragic death. Totally. If I did a séance, I would call upon him. He has a daughter. Instead of being named Matilda, she's named Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like. <laughs> You know, just roll doll characters. Just roll doll characters. They both name named after roll doll books. Yeah, like, yeah. I love that. Um, have you found that your obsessions go? Do you dive in more to real people that you actually know with your obsessions, or celebrities like the way I do? Honestly, my obsessions to be real, real about it. Yeah, tend to be um, things. Okay, that's a lot more sane than me. Um, like I know, but like my first probably real proper obsession was Beanie Babies. Oh yeah. Like I was into beanies so hard. Like TBH, I'm probably worth like a couple mil. Do you have them like in a in a container in a a big like plastic tote, like a plastic tub? Yes. Hundreds, hundreds of them. Like in the crawl space of your house. In fact, there is still in my bedroom, in my parents' house, um, there is still like in a in a plastic case, like a plexiglass case, a like princess die beanie baby. God damn it. That's what I was going to fucking guess. Yeah. Tags on. With plastic covers on the tags. Oh my God. I remember I got the Spice Girls dolls when I was little and the woman at Toys R Us was like, now don't take these out. They'll be worth a lot someday. And my mom was like, I'm getting my fucking daughter a Spice Girls Barbie. She's going to play with it. Like I'm not right. going to tell her not to play with it. And now you're like, fuck you like, little God Hannah. damn it. I fucked up Posh Spice's um, asymmetrical haircut. It was a good, that was like the early, like Kate Goslin. It really was. But it was like Kate Goslin, but make it fashion. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how you can not be Kate Goslin and be fashion. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Um, okay. What else were you obsessed with? This is fun. So actually, um, all right, y'all, I'm going to get super honest with you. I'm going to keep it really sincere and tell you that since the ninth grade, I have played every single Pokemon game that has come out. Holy fuck, JD. Every single one. I'm stressed out. A new one came out last Friday. And you played it? I'm already playing it. Yeah. Are you? De- how long does it take for you to finish? This one's supposed to take about 40 hours. So I'm... Are they hard to finish? No, they're pretty easy. I mean, they're still made for like youth. And this new one is particularly like nostalgic and kind of a low threshold to get a new generation like invested mm-hmm. in the game. And it's also based sort of on the principles of Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. So it's a little like easier. It's a it's a bit of like a um, a journey away from the original franchise, like the the soul of what what made the game great. But mm-hmm. um, it's still pretty fun, and it's super stupid. And like, I yeah, I like. What's your favorite Pokemon? It. Honestly, like the thing is, like I'm so like fully obsessed that I could actually like talk about this for a solid hour and a half. I'm gonna give you like ten seconds. Yeah, I know. That's why <laughs> that's why I'm saying like this is a really hard thing for me to say. Um so to be really honest, I tend to go with the Eevee evolutions. 
Oh, cute. Um, so, and, and they just, this new game is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. So I'm playing Let's Go Eevee, obviously. Duh. Um, I have a shirt with all the Eevee evolutions that I like oh wear to the God. gym sometimes. Also, it makes me look shredded for some reason. So it's like, I feel like my most like peak self. Yeah, your most authentic self. Like you should take a headshot in that shirt probably. Yeah. Um, I diagnosed myself as Charmander. Like if I were to be Pokemon, I would be Charmander. Stage one. I mean, why are you narrowing your eyes at me? Because I'm trying to like really consider which Pokemon you would be, considering through the like 700 Pokemon that I know. Totally. Because you probably only know like 15. I know like Mew, Mewtwo. In second grade, y'all, we had these two gerbils, and I wanted to give them like good names, and the whole class got to vote, and all the, it was like there were five girls in the grade and like all boys, and so they were named Mew and Mewtwo, and it was so fucking stupid. In seventh grade, we had two rats, mm-hmm. and we um, named them <laughs> as a class, and they named them, like, actually brilliant names, oh, and, really? like, I remember having a million terrible ideas, and some kid, Phil Duffy, who was, like, a weird mix of being, like, ginger, but also kind of, like, I guess it's not, I, I kind of thug at the same time. Ooh, edgy. Like, he wore, like, oversized, like, boss jeans, mm-hmm. and, like, like, in the Jenkos era yes like chains and like had this stark red bowl cut but he was like was he like a little hot though no no but he was like street was he like how you pictured jack when you read lord of the flies but in different clothes no okay i'm Um, not understanding (laughs) he was eminem okay eminem but But make it ginger yeah make it ginger and i like he's actually in jail now truth (laughs) true fact Um, I grew up in a in a place where people went to jail a lot. We'll write him a letter. But anyways, um, they named these rats Puff Ratty and Notorious R.A.T. That's cute. No, it's so much better than like... Mew and Mew too. Well, I mean, it's so much better than any idea that I had. I was trying to convince this guy, Nate Butcher, that I was cool by like naming Metallica songs. I'll never forget that memory. This was sixth grade and I still remember <laughs> being like, Metallica. I never liked Metallica, but I knew their music. And Nate liked Metallica, and I was trying so hard to be cool. Oh, my God. In sixth grade, my one way to talk to boys was I would, like, march up to them and be like, so, who saw South Park last night? Because my dad and I would watch it together. And I was so – I'm not – like, this isn't me being like, I was ugly in junior high. Like, I was a very unfortunate – like, I went through a very, very awkward stage. And so for right. me, me thinking that I could strut up to guys and think that, like, me talking about South Park would suddenly make me, like – cool and attractive is just like the law to end all laws but junior high was a hard time no but also like you I think you're the kind of like pretty where I feel like you don't take it for granted and so that actually makes a lot of sense to me totally you know what I mean I had to work hard to get here yeah like you've figured you out to be here you're not somebody who just like tripped and fell into it I mean you are like a naturally very pretty person yeah thank you but um I feel like you're like there, yeah, I, I think that's great. There's I feel a like lot you're, of suffering. You've earned it. You know what I mean? You know, to be honest, I feel that way too. I think you've earned it. I know it sounds smug, but like. You've earned your pretty. No, I hear you. Yeah, I wasn't. Honestly, like, same. I'll show you pictures of me later. It's oh my God. We'll compare. Bad. Anybody who chooses to follow me on Instagram, you can see many pictures of me as like a child and adolescent. And the adolescent ones were rough. It was rough. Anyone who was hot in junior high, I'm like, you don't fucking know. The girls that I know who are hot in junior high, which I know sounds creepy to say, but you know, like relatively yeah, speaking. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. They still look the same. Like, Oh, they do? Yeah. They oh, look exactly the mine same. Mine all got fat and have like sad face now. Jealous. Yeah. Oh, man. Or mom hair. Oh, Michigan. That's what's amazing Those, about Michigan. Those like chunky highlights, highlights mixed with lowlights. The like stark white 
a full Kate Goslin, there was a big thing where um, kids would, uh, like, women, girls in high school would get, like, these, like, bright blonde, like, highlights with a dark, like, a black low light and then mix it with, like, a weird, like, purple. What? Those three. It was full Midwestern, like, mom chic. But, like, at the time. So by that we mean just, like, full trash. Trash. I I mean, (laughs) I grew up, I grew up with. I don't know. I don't like to like equate what I'm about to say, but to to say I grew up in a very like low socioeconomic status like area, like um, not a lot of like culture, not a lot of like things brought in. Seven trailer parks in my hometown. Where I grew up made Beverly Hills look like a fucking picnic. Everyone was so fucking rude. Oh, right, right, And superficial and terrible. Right. And I mean, yeah, there are perks when you're like, yeah, the public school system was amazing and I got to feel safe all the time. Park? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fancy. That's pretty as fuck. And and it's like... Kevin McAllister territory almost. It is. Um, Yeah. But, you know, my family got our electricity turned off on us sometimes. So it's like, I didn't... I was like in... It was was like I was in it, but I wasn't in it. You could see it, but you didn't have it. Exactly. It was very Mm -hmm. weird. That's how I felt like what being cool was to me. Like I could see it, but I just never had it. Totally. But now we're like really cool adults. I mean, I'm sitting here in Balenciaga. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did it, all right. There are worse things. Um, what's the creepiest, like, most obs- obsessive thing you've done? Okay, so, true. <laughs> Dear Lord, I hope nobody I ever consider dating does this, but um, w- ever <laughs> listens to this. So I have this thing where when I see someone and, I, and I'm interested in them, I map out my entire life with them, like, right away. Have we talked about this? Barely, but we saved it, actually. I literally yes. was like, I'm not going to tell you this whole thing. Oh, my God, so when I do this, I too. see someone, um, initially my thought was when I would see somebody, I would think, like, can we be together? And my first thought would be, can I imagine myself? This is crazy. <laughs> I would be like, can I imagine myself, like, walking into a baby's room in the middle of the night and you're already there <laughs> soothing our child and I'm, like, checking on you. <laughs> oh, mine's way more psycho. Mine's, can I imagine us walking on a red carpet? Will we look cute on E? Ah! You're the grossest. Yeah, I'm gross. That's disgusting. I'm fully obsessed. Should I edit it out? No. Keep it in. No, no, no. When I say it's disgusting, I'm like thrilled about it. Like I want to be listening to you say that on a podcast. Okay, cool. Truly. I think that's like, well, I mean like my, I mean like, I guess I'm just like a sad romantic um, and you're, you know what? I'm a superficial bitch. (laughs) No, you're not a superficial bitch. You're planning out your goddamn life. True. You're working hard. You're setting hashtag goals. Mm Mm-hmm consider it i mean i literally now now it's changed i don't know why it's changed from babies to um pokemon (laughs) no to like can i can i see me um like can i see me saying vows to you in front of all of my friends and family that's beautiful that's so i'm so alone no (laughs) so lonely that's beautiful yeah no i really just want um love i guess so do i woof i mean i have it yeah, I just <laughs> truly, yeah, that's like that. So that for me feels crazy to like see somebody and literally I will be swiping on Tinder and thinking, can I see myself like walking down the aisle? Can I see myself saying vows to you? Can I see myself having kids with you? That's how I'm swiping right and left. So sorry, fellas. I'm fucking nuts. See Obsessed. me swipe left. I love that. Um, the creepiest thing I've ever done is definitely like in high school. Like I remember I had a big crush on this guy and I like found his aim Mm-hmm. What is it? Um, screen name? Screen name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. That made me feel old. I found his screen name on his Facebook. So like, I had to stalk his Facebook yeah. to find the screen name. Yeah. Then I type in his screen name, of see he's online, message him. And I'm like, hi, this is Hannah. Like, da 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 And we've been going to school together since like 
first grade, but like he didn't fucking know who I was. He was a year older than me and like very cool. And he was like, oh, hey, like he's and he said, just said like, sup, like was polite, like didn't totally ignore me, but like really didn't have any interest in talking to me. I remember I was trying to come up with something clever to say and I made some joke that made like no fucking sense. And then he just like stopped responding. And I was truly obsessed with this person like well into high school. And I'm so happy that that stopped. The creepiest thing you've done is find somebody's screen name and reach out to them? No, more just like how obsessed. It was like full swim fan. It was like, I am you. And then and like you know, we live in the same neighborhood. And like maybe I'll get a ride home from you someday if I end up at the same house party. Like it was like truly obsessive. Like I would like try and manipulate situations so like I would be at the Fully. places he would be. Like it was Fully. very swim fan. Very The Crush starring Alicia Silverstone and Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes. Yeah. Fuck yes, Carrie Elwes reference. Yeah, love him. Um, I fully catfished two guys in high school. Love. Like, whose picture did you use? A girl from the internet. I'm so fucking insulted actually, that no one's one ever. Of them, what? Actually, one of them, I never used a picture. I kept pretending that um, I was a girl that went to his high school and I wouldn't tell him who I was. <gasps> like a Cinderella story. I would get it to, <laughs> so we could have like sexy chats. I love that. Because I was so lonely and gay in of rural course. Michigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like... So I fully... Cap- two people, actually, I did that with. Um, How did you end it? I think I actually pretended to just be, like, random. Like, I wouldn't tell him which girl I was. Like, secret admirer style. That's I just romantic. stopped talking to them. Oh, my God. That mm-hmm. makes me sad. I think you're justified in that. Yeah, I mean... I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't do it again. I think it's a little But to be like, sad. I was closeted and gay and didn't have anyone to talk to and I had crushes on boys and I didn't know how to talk to them about it. I mean, that's fucked up. I don't even know that I had crushes on these boys as much as I just wanted to talk to a boy. I, that's Truly, like too. honestly, one of them literally repulsed me. But totally. he was an easy target because he was so like blatantly horny. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. high school boy. Simple. He was one of those. So I was mm-hmm. like, he'll definitely be down mm-hmm. for this like kind of engagement. He literally one time in gym class, like I had just run like two laps super, super hard to like beat this kid who was like calling me a faggot. So I mm-hmm. had to beat him in gym class. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Um, and I did, but I ran mm-hmm. like the hardest I've ever run probably in my life. Like sprinted, I literally sprinted like half a mile immediately. Like this dummy this like big oaf this big horny smelly oaf like walks up to me and like leaned on me and his bo was so bad i immediately went to the went to the bathroom and vomited (laughs) he was so gross but he was so horny that i was like he'll talk to me about his dick oh my god genius and you did um i guess what inspired this episode is the tv show you truly starring Penn Badgley and, and Catherine, Catherine Gallagher. Gallagher, our queen Catherine Gallagher. Queen Catherine Gallagher. She should, um, she should listen to this podcast. I think she'd actually love it. I think you guys would get along super well. Great. Well, tell her that I admire her and I admire her eyebrows and I love her work. She's got, she's got everything going on. She also is somebody who I think earned her gorgeousness in like such a way. I creepily, I've told her that too. I like her photos on Instagram all the time. She's just stunning. She's, she's stunning. The she's, best. she's beautiful. She's such a fun person. She like, I feel like she's doing a great job of like being her authentic self while also being like completely relatable and like yes. fun and lovely. And she's, she's super self-deprecating but in a way that works and doesn't feel affected or tacky or gross. Right. She's beauty. She's grace. She's Miss United States. She honestly is Miss United States yeah. though. Yeah. Um, is she from California? She grew up between like, she went to high school at least in LA. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, I loved this show. You need to get caught up. 
I do need to finish the series. I know the season. Do you how I'm going to ask some vague questions because no spoilers up in here. Um, Have you found yourself in your life being more of a Beck or more of a Joe or more of a Catherine's character? I mean, I think we're all Catherine's character in that we're that like friend who's just trying to make it while like shit happens. I mean, I I feel like in in the sense that I do consider myself like the lead role in my own life. Same. Um, I, I oh, this is the most disgusting thing, but I'm gonna keep it real, real on Brown Eyed Unicorn tonight. Yeah. I consider myself more of a back. Me too. In that, like I, I sometimes find myself living my life performatively as if people are interested in what I'm doing. Full stop. Same. Uh, which I think Beck does all the time. While she is being stalked on the show, I feel like she's so so the center of her own life. Yeah. Um, I, I think to, to a very flawed point to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm a, I think I'm a Beck. That's how I feel too, where the, she gets so wrapped up sometimes in like how she's perceived on social media and even in her day-to-day interactions with like people that, you know, she's best friends with where like she kind of becomes just like blind to her own shit. Her own shit. I kind of she's, feel like we're too self-aware to be full back, but if the comparison she's a, she's is... She's a nightmare person. Yeah, she's terrible. But I think, yeah, if the comparison is, are you a full stalker like Joe, or are you like kind of an oblivious... Like, yeah. Ah, Have you I, given your listeners like a background on what the show is and what it's about? Um, I can't remember. All the weeks blend together. Let's give it's them like a, a brief synopsis. It is a really fun sort of thriller of a it's TV amazing. show. Where Penn Badgley of Gossip Girl fame um, and... The girl who plays Beck, what's her name? Beck. The girl who plays Beck of the Britney Spears Lifetime movie fame. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She, he becomes, uh, the, the the protagonist, the main character, the narrator of the series is a stalker. Yeah. And he is following Beck, this girl, around and he is in love with her and slowly like, I mean, spoiler alert, develops like a real personal relationship with her. Yeah. After, after the, the whole show starts with an adorable meet cute in the yes. bookstore. And you think it's going to be like a romantic little story, a, little, a sweet little love story, and it becomes actually the story of a stalker yeah. from from point A to point Z, yeah, and where it like really escalates. It's like the whole every episode just pours gasoline on the fire. Oh my god! And so much happens in every episode. It's a fun like, little romp. Yeah, it's like an hour long, and so much shit goes down. Really and truly, like if you like it, Lifetime started making really delicious television yes. with this show. And the whole season's out, you guys, so binge it. The whole season is out, and it's fab. It's I mean, so good. It's so good. And you haven't even gotten to the end yet. I know. Oh, you aren't ready. I'm not ready. Um, Shay like, Mitchell's gorgeous in it, and also a nightmare person. Oh, my. There, that's what I love about shows like this, where, like, everyone's an anti-hero. Like, you don't really Except like Kathy any... Gallagher. She's literally the only likable one on the she's show. She's so likable, and she's so adorable. Yeah. I'm obsessed. And even the, in that episode where, like, she gets outed for, like, doing something bad and having, like, a shitty video in college. Yeah. Um, you are still like on her side more than anybody else's. Hundred percent, because she's the most human. Yeah. Person. She also is the only person who's not a turd. Right. She. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this, Catherine, like, also, it was so fun to see you be like a, a straight up actor. She and I did musical theater together, and I just know her as like this gorgeous singer and like incredible performing artist and and just singer songwriter. But um, seeing her as just like just an actor was also really fun. So natural on camera. So good. Truly. Um, so can't wait for season two. You need to finish I'm so it. excited to see if there will be a season two. I mean, like, the show is so, like, every episode is so, like, oh, my God, can this continue? Oh, 
it'll continue. Thrilled. I'm just happy that we're both Beck and not Joe. Yeah, I mean, like... I don't want Joes in my life. We are people with obsessions, but we're not literal stalkers. Healthy obsessions, like Pokemon, Beanie Babies, River Phoenix, Crunch. Yeah. Crunch. <laughs> yeah. The gym. The gym. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Swole. Do you have any closing thoughts? Arguments? Um, I mean, I think my closing thoughts are that, like, having your own normal, you know, ha- having some obsessions is healthy. Yes. Um, if you find yourself having, like, thoughts that are so obsessional that you're uh, unable to, like, go to work, unable to, like, have relationships with people, yes. like, then you should seek therapy. Totally. But otherwise, like, enjoy it. Have fun. If it's not hurting you or anyone else. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think what you were saying about being obsessed with, like, things, like, that can get dangerous, but, like, if you're obsessed with, like, fashion and you have a shoe collection, collect your fucking shoes. I mean, if you're obsessed with fashion and you're not literally putting yourself into unhealthy amounts of credit card debt, like... Yeah, go for it. And if you are putting yourself into unhealthy amounts of credit card debt, maybe become obsessed with, like, finding that one item that no one can get by becoming, like, an incredible, like, thrift dealer. Yeah, or becoming friends with Mary-Kate Olsen and then she'll gift you, you know, a special jacket. I mean, don't become friends with Mary-Kate Olsen because <laughs> I'm working on that right now. Yeah, so, you're like, like there can only be room she's for one. full up. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, Ashley. Ashley needs friends, too. Elizabeth. She Love. won't talk about her sisters, but maybe if you're her friend IRL, she will. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, wow, that we could have talked about Ingrid Goes West for another hour, but we ran out of time. Speaking of obsessions. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Yes. Who are you more, very briefly, are you more Ingrid or are you more, what's her name? Taylor. Taylor. Ingrid Taylor Sloan. Taylor, Taylor Sloan. Um, I love the name Taylor Sloan. How influencery is that? I'm, I'm more Taylor, and, and I hate to say that because mm-hmm. she's also a nightmare. Terrible. Um, they're both terrible. They're both terrible, and they're both completely false people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm more, I'm more Taylor. I think earlier in my life, I was definitely more of an Ingrid, where I would for like, sure middle find school someone yes to fixate on and try and be them. Oh my and god, like, I remember in middle school one time I tried really hard when I was on the track team to become friends with Joel Rakowski because he was friends with all the cool people, but he was like nice oh, and approachable. One. So I was like, I should become friends with the nice, approachable one, so he'll make me friends with all the cool yeah. people that are not approachable. Fun fact: shout out Joel Rakowski. Hopefully, you're still alive. Yeah. Um, yes, I remember that. I spent two solid days at track practice trying to be friends with him. Oh my God, I was obsessed with Mandy Moore in fifth grade because of a walk to remember to the point where, what? I have a really good story about Mandy Moore. Finish. Um, where I, to the point where I would steal my mom's um, black eyeliner and draw a beauty mark to the right of my nose the way Mandy has a beauty mark there. And my mom came home from the store one day with a brown pencil just being like, if you're going to insist on drawing on your face, can you please just do it with the right color? <laughs> <laughs> and I would I would draw it on and walk around my house and be like, Hi, I'm Mandy. I would like try and imitate her. Fifth I'll grade. Be forever yours. Yeah. Love, Love always. Mandy. Mandy. She does these S's that are like kind S's, of thick like yeah. this. You know? I do not need a reason to be angry with God. I love her. I am filled with Christ's love. Filled with Christ's love. So I love good. her. Still obsessed with her. Still obsessed. Um, so my friend is fully obsessed with Mandy Moore, speaking of obsessions, and saw her once at Gelson's um in Franklin Village. Um <gasps> And then... Does she live by us? The peasants? Uh, she, I mean, she lives in, like, I think, like, the Los Feliz Hills. But she, um, she probably... I mean, she maybe has moved up now that she's, like, series regular on network TV. Yeah. But he saw her um, and then followed her around the grocery store. No. Went to his car, called our, good, our mutual good friend, bawling his eyes out on the phone. 
And my friend was like, oh my God, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And my the other friend, I'm not naming either of these people for obvious reasons, so wait till you're here, um, just crying. And he's like, I saw Mandy Moore in the grocery store. And um, and the the friend <laughs> who was called is like, okay. And he goes, and um, I accidentally followed her home. In? He followed her in <laughs> his car. No, he didn't. Full Joe. Full Joe. I accidentally he literally, followed like, her just home. couldn't help but follow Mandy Moore. Oh, my God. To her house. That's fucking scary. He never went in. He never did anything weird. Luckily, but like, your friend literally... was fine. But like, what if your friend was like not fine? You know? I mean, like, I'm sure she's got some security. Totally. Maybe now that she's a star of a network, t- network TV At the show. time, she wasn't. I think this is pre This Is Us. Oh, my God. Obsessed. Can you, can you believe? Like, truly. Could blame him. <laughs> Just, can you imagine receiving the phone call? Oh, my God, yeah. Was your friend like, where are you? What's wrong? Uh, I saw Mandy Moore in the grocery store. And, okay. And then I accidentally followed her home. So what did he just, like, keep driving? Like, he past her parked. house? No, he parked and cried. And then left. And then house. eventually left. Incredible. He parked and just cried. And what's funny is he is a person who seems to give no shits about anything. Until you do, though. That's what I figured out when I moved here. Is like there is no rhyme or reason to how you're going to act when you run into anyone. When you, I met Tyra Banks, I was a full mess. Yeah, you run into people here all the time. And there are people where you're like, oh, that might be an Oscar-winning actor, but I really could give a fuck about them. But then I see like Katya on the street, and I'm like, ah! and I, yes. you know, seize in front of yeah, her to the point where Fred she's 62. like, shit, Jesus Christ. Yeah, right in front of Fred 62. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's a perfect closing story. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, thank you for having me. Where can my listeners find you on social media so that they um, can obsess over you? Instagram is probably the best way to find me. I'm at not J-D-B-E-E. Not J-D-B because I am, didn't even talk about this, I'm doing my doctorate in clinical psychology, so I'm a therapist. And uh, I have secret social media, uh, so I'm not J-D-B. Don't worry about it. If you're looking for J-D-B, it's not me. So, um, and it is a private account, but, um, honestly, I just approve everyone who requests me. JD Jolie Pitt. JD Jolie Pitt is my, yeah, I have a fake last name as well. Jolie Pitt. I love love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. Um, and guys, uh, if you haven't yet, please make sure to leave a review and subscribe and tell your friends and new listeners and new friends who have been messaging me on the IG and telling me they're listening. Thank you so, so much. And I hope you guys liked the episode. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.